Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is the Lazy Philosopher Podcast, and we are back in the building. So, guys, I'm going to talk to you about something I call the narrative conception of life or a priori narrative building. These are both terms of art by me, and so I will do my best to define them as we go. But a priori narrative building is, is where you try to build a narrative of how your life is going to go before you do your life, right? This is going to happen like this, and then this, and then this. Um, we see this a lot of times people do this in romance because, you know, in rom-coms, there's a trope where you, the, the male or female or whoever is like, I knew that they were going to be important to me and I knew that we were supposed to get married. And, um, there, I, I think there's not one type of mindset that has caused me more pain. <sighs> Excuse me. I just woke up is um that has caused me more pain than this concept and the reason why it causes you so much pain is number one you you are trying to tell reality what it's going to be and you're not even trying to tell reality what it's going to be in something that you can have skill so like i think it is and i have talked about this before in the podcast i talk about this in my core answers it's that i'm very pro a probabilistic concept of life um, where rather than I'm spending a lot of time thinking about, oh, I'm going to do this and then they're going to do that and then we're going to get married or I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get this job, blah, blah, blah. You think in terms of how do I increase the probability of the things that I'd like to have happen, happen. That and, and you don't think that there's any, you have any type of clairvoyance because the big thing about the narrative concept or the a priori narrative building is, is that you believe that you have some sort of mystical ability to peer into the future, that you are deemed with a psychic vision and that you let that gratify you. But really in reality, and this is, I'm somebody who really used to buy into the psychic crap um, where I was like, oh, I have some clairvoyant ability to see it to the future because I'm special in a certain type of way. But that's not it. Um, I... at the times where I thought I was most clairvoyant because I was into spirituality or I had good vibes, it was just a lot of it was wishful thinking and a lot of it was very inefficient. And so you'll see a lot of your friends who are really cut up with spirituality or astrology or um, going by their feelings to have a very strong narrative um, conception where they're like, I need to feel something very strongly at the beginning. And if I don't feel the thing very strongly, then it isn't the thing for me and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And... What I mean by it causes you a lot of pain is I spent years chasing girls that, frankly, they were into me, but they weren't into me the way I was into them. Or I was so, you know, when we would go out, I mean, I'd already seen our lives together. And this was just the first step of a a million in our walks forever through life together. And it really actually flattens other people in your mind. Because anybody who actually understands that people are people and people are three-dimensional understands that people have their own inclinations and you can't domineer over them with your narcissistic fantasy about how things are supposed to go. And so... Yeah, so I think look in your life for where are you looking for these narratives, these clean cut narratives of where things would work out like they would in a movie and understand that that's that's not going to happen. And that I mean, it might happen, but the even the probability of it happening goes down because you're thinking of it in this way. Therefore, you're not able to be loose or have enough outcome independence to perform in a way in which that you would make it more likely to happen. 
But when you focus on probabilistic um, forms of thought, right? Let's say, okay, um, if I could go back with the lens. So this girl, Tiana, I was obsessed with. There is probably, I'm going to be real with you, there's probably not a person I've ever been more obsessed with than this girl. I wrote two screenplays for her um, to show you the level of um, intensity in which I felt for somebody I had never kissed. And this went on for years. And, you know, so I asked her out like a couple times. I anytime she would I would see her on campus and I would be filled. I would be looking for evidence that we were going to end up together and that this was all part of a master plan. And so I was very filtered in the way in which I would present to her. And it always led to me being kind of a fucking weirdo. And if I had just been like, yo, I think this girl Tiana is very cute. And um, I would like to do things that increase the probability of me at least getting to see if she's as cool as I think she is. Because also probabilistically, you don't think you don't assume much about other people either. You don't assume that they're a good person or anything like that. You're just trying to move things a stage forward so that you can see whether or not this is something worth pursuing. I dated this one girl in New York who um, we were talking the other day and she's like a talented architect. She was going to she has uh, she had a route to go to Harvard for her masters in architecture but because she's so talented and hardworking and skilled she was very she basically took her time in choosing whether or not she wanted to be an architect so she worked at one of the biggest architecture firms in the world and realized that's probably not what she wanted to do and now she's looking at other things to do because she's like, hey, like I explored it, but this isn't necessarily for me. She's not building up this narcissistic fantasy of like, oh, I'm going to be an architect and it's going to go like this. She'd be like, that would be nice, but I need to see what the reality is going to be like. And the same thing is you have to do the same thing with um, people in your life. So if I was going to go back to that freshman year and... I would be like, okay, what are things to do? Well, like, you know what? Let me clean up my apartment, you know, so I can invite her over to hang out because one of the big problems is that my apartment was filthy. You, you start focusing on things right there and then, right? If I have a cleaner apartment, if I, if I dress a little bit better, and then maybe, you know, rather than ask her to be my girlfriend, maybe just be like, hey, you know, um, you want to grab coffee at night? And then at that point, I'd be like, well, you know, let me find out because you want to one of the things about narrative concepts is you end up do not doing things that could give you counter information than the information you want, right? So if you really have a massive crush on this girl, you actually don't want to find out whether or not she likes you because that ruins the story. And if you have this huge narrative concept about a screenplay, I mean, here I'm, I'm someone who's written like five screenplays and like I only started sending them out when I grew up. But like at first I would just write these massive screenplays, get my friends to tell me nice things and I wouldn't take them to the next step because if they were to get rejected, it would ruin my, my, my delusions of grandeur. So what you want to do is you want to focus on increasing the probability that things happen, right? And then I would have gone for a kiss. And if and if it didn't go well, then I at least know in this showing that that was like, okay, well, I have, I have now proven to myself that this isn't what I thought it was. Maybe I can revisit this in the future or not. And the more less you romanticize things, the more efficient you become. And um, the more efficient you become, 
Um, the more you're willing to try, the more you're, you're kind of having fun. You're not attaching the weight of an entire future together. Because, I mean, when you attach the weight of a lifetime with somebody to your moments, the decisions you're making in the moment, every decision you're making in that moment carries so much weight. It is so heavy. And so you're just you're you're not able to move or even use a lot of your bandwidth in the moment a lot unleash a lot of the greatest parts of your character because you're so concerned about what's going to happen 30 years in the future. You're kind of like a stilted politician in with none of the pedigree of being a politician. And um, yeah, so I, I'm going to leave off there. This is probably a little bit rough. I'll probably revisit some of these topics in the future. Um, but it was something I woke up thinking about, was about the a priori conceptions of your own life. And um, yeah, as always, like, follow, share, subscribe. Love you guys. Godspeed and good night.